0: Larry 21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddecks.com. Take your podcast to the next level. The breakdown. Your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. Dak Prescott threw for 404 yards and four touchdowns while running for another touchdown in three quarters before he was pulled to start the fourth quarter. C.D. Lamb went over 150 receiving yards for the fourth straight game, and Brandon Cooks enjoyed his best game in a Cowboys uniform with 173 yards and a touchdown. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to remind you you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and of course, X. Just search The Big D Breakdown. And of course, give us a thumbs up if you like our video, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos, and drop us a comment in the comment section below on the topics we cover. So without further ado, on to our first topic, three Cowboys who deserve more snaps after this massive win against the Giants, and two who don't. The Dallas Cowboys extended their home winning streak to 12 games by beating the New York Giants 49-17 on Sunday. Dak Prescott threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns while running for another touchdown in three quarters before he was pulled to start the fourth quarter. C.D. Lamb went over 150 receiving yards for the fourth straight game. And Brandon Cooks enjoyed his best game in a Cowboys uniform with 173 yards and a touchdown. The defense, meanwhile, allowed 172 total yards and tallied five sacks, while De'Ron Bland secured his fifth interception of the campaign. It was the kind of performance fans expected, but not everyone on the team played well. With that in mind, let's highlight some Cowboys who deserve more playing time, and a few players who should see a lesser role moving forward. Starting off with Cowboys defensive end Sam Williams. Williams has really come on strong of late. He had multiple splash plays against the Eagles, including a strip sack of Jalen Hurts. And on just 12 snaps, he made two tackles and generated three pressures and two hurries per PFF. He's even making plays as a special teams gunner, which is unheard of for a 6'4", 261-pound edge rusher. It's clear Williams, who has a track record of off-field incidents, has bought into his role and is hungry to continue proving himself. That said, it's frustrating he isn't seeing the field more. He notched one of the Cowboys' four sacks against the Giants and has outperformed Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong, who've played 26 and 39% of the defensive snaps this season, respectively. It's time to let Williams out of the cage. Let us know your thoughts on Sam Williams in the comments section below. And do you want him to uh, get more snaps? Next up, Cowboys tight end Luke Shoemaker should play fewer snaps. Shoemaker has been an easy target for Cowboy fans given how many questions were raised when he was drafted number 58 overall in April. With a ready-made tight end starter and Jake Ferguson chomping at the bit to take the reins from Dalton Schultz, drafting another tight end felt redundant and needless given Dallas's invested a fourth-round pick in Ferguson just last year. The early returns have been less than promising for Shoemaker, who dropped a wide-open pass from Prescott on the Cowboys' second possession. He redeemed himself with a big block on C.D. Lamb's touchdown run later in the first half, but mistakes continue to plague the former Michigan Wolverine. Last week against the Eagles, Luke derailed a huge Cowboys drive with a holding penalty on a big run from Rico Dowell. At this point, he should be an extra blocker. Throwing to him has more often than not been a waste. What are your thoughts on Jake Ferguson? I mean, excuse me, Luke. Let us know in the comments section. Cowboys wide receiver Jalen Brooks deserves more snaps. Jalen Brooks is one of many Cowboys standouts in training camp. But the fact he stood out among the likes of Micah Parsons, Lamb, Jake Ferguson, and others spoke volumes, giving his status as a rookie 7th round pick. Unsurprisingly, Brooks' playing time in year one has been few and far between. Before Sunday, the South Carolina product was active for two games. In those fixtures, he played a combined 20 snaps and 24 special team snaps. The Cowboys clearly viewed the Giants as a lowly opponent to experiment against. And Brooks reaped the benefits. He got four passes for 39 yards and picked up two first downs. He impressively reeled in all four targets. That level of efficiency is rare for a young receiver. Brooks drew more targets than Michael Gallup, despite playing fewer snaps. At the very least, Brooks proved he shouldn't be a healthy scratch again this season. He likely won't play much when Dallas faces better competition, but Sunday proved he could make an impact in limited opportunities. Cowboys cornerback Jordan Lewis should play fewer snaps. Should Lewis play fewer snaps? Absolutely. Can the Cowboys afford to reduce his role? Not exactly. Which is why Trayvon Diggs' injury is so consequential. If Diggs was playing, Dallas would have Diggs, De'Ron Bland, who tallied his 5th interception in the season versus the Giants, and Stephon Gilmar to dominate the snap share. Diggs' injury has thrust Lewis into a prominent role, and the 28-year-old has looked like a shell of his former self coming off surgery. He was in coverage on seemingly every pos- positive Giants offensive play on Sunday. The Cowboys' defense doesn't make many mistakes. When they do, it's usually Lewis. Dallas has bigger fish to fry this season, and opponents, if they're smart. will continue to sniff out Lewis in the secondary. The depth that cornerback is... Then, behind Lewis, but it's time for Dan Quinn to give someone else a shot in the slot. The Cowboys use Sunday to see what they have in seventh round rookie Jalen Brooks. Why not do the same with fellow rookie Eric Scott Jr., or trade acquisition Noah? It certainly couldn't hurt. Cowboys running back Rico deserves more snaps. Cowboy fans have been banging the table for... Rico Dowdle to get more snaps at the expense of starter Tony Pollard. The calls will only grow louder after Sunday, as Dowdle looked more explosive and was more efficient than his backfield buddy. Early in the third quarter, he had four carries for 50 yards, while Pollard rushed 12 times for 49 yards. Rico ripped off two big runs on the Cowboys' first possession, and he barely touched the ball for the rest of the first half. He got dallas within striking distance and didn't receive a touch inside the five yard line despite being the more physical head lowering back relative to pollard that included pollard getting stuffed at the goal line on fourth down later that drive folks were adamant on social media that dowell would have punched it in and understandably so given it almost always takes multiple defenders to bring him down down on uh, needing more work goes beyond Pollard's red zone struggles. Nobody wants to slander Pollard, but Donald just runs a little different. At this point, it should be obvious to Mike McCarthy that Dowdall deserves a bigger role. And now we're going to talk about three unlikely standouts from the Cowboys in their blowout win against the Giants. If the Dallas Cowboys could face New York teams every week, They would be a force. They kicked off the 2023 campaign with a 40-0 win over the New York Giants on the road. They then hosted the New York Jets in Week 2 and handed them a 30-10 defeat. In Week 10, they faced off with the Giants, this time hosting their NFC East rival, New York, was dealing with a lot of injuries, which left them with Tommy DeVito under center. The undrafted rookie had no answers for this defense, and the Dallas offense had a field day. The end result was a 49-10 victory for the Cowboys. They saw CeeDee Lamb set a franchise record for the most games with more than 10 receptions and 150 yards in a single season. But he was expected to stand out in this one. So we're going to give some props to three players who balled out, even though they weren't expected to. Number three, Jalen Brooks at wide receiver. The passing game has been good for Dallas this season, but it's typically been Lamb and Jake Ferguson standing out. They finally got some other players involved in this one, including Brandon Cooks, who had his best outing yet with Dallas. After being an afterthought for much of the year, Cooks recorded 173 yards and a touchdown on nine receptions. With Cooks drawing some attention, the Cowboys were able to spread the ball around more than normal, and that included Jalen Brooks getting his first action of the year. The rookie's seventh-round pick appeared in two games thus far, but hadn't seen a pass coming his way until Week 10. Brooks wound up with four targets and caught each one of them for 39 yards. It might not seem like much, but he rose to the occasion and made the most of this opportunity. Listed at 6'2 and 205 yards, Brooks has the size Dallas loves out wide and should continue to get chances to impress. Number two, Michael Gallup. One of the major issues with the Cowboys offense this year has been the usage of Michael Gallup once a feared receiver who topped 1,000 yards in 2019. Gallup hasn't looked the same since tearing his ACL in 2021. He was hopeful that he could bounce back this year, but that hasn't been the case. Heading into Week 10, he has had, he had 22 receptions for 243 yards with no touchdowns. The numbers weren't ideal, and it was taking an awful lot of targets for them to even get the product production out of him. Gallup was also making headlines for some ill-time drops. Dallas' team to have finally realized that forcing him to ball wasn't fixing the issue. Instead, they just needed to let things happen naturally, which is why they were using other receivers such as Jalen Brooks and Jalen Tolbert against the Giants. They were also throwing to Brandon Cooks early and often. That strategy worked as Gallup saw just two passes come his way, but finally got into the end zone. He also had his second-best yardage output of the season, going for 70 yards on his two catches. First was his 41 yard touchdown, and then later he caught one for 29 yards as well. Gallup has made a career out of hauling deep passes, especially when they're contested. Trying to turn him into another Amari Cooper was a mistake, instead of making him a volume shooter. The Cowboys need to use him the way they did this weekend. If they do, they will be happy, and he should continue to produce. And finally, number one, Rico Downall, a running back. For some reasons, Or For some reason, the Cowboys can't get out of their own way when it comes to running backs. For years, they refused to ride the hot hand as they would often keep Tony Pollard on the shelf while feeding Ezekiel Elliott. This year, they finally decided to move on from Zeke and kept Pollard by way of the franchise tag. Now, after nine games, they're showing they learned absolutely nothing from their prior mistakes. Pollard has been their starter, and he should be, but he's also not having his best season. Backup running back Rico, on the other hand, is having the best year of his career. Pollard came into this one with 474 yards, two touchdowns, while averaging a career-low four yards per rush. Dowdle, who had seven career rushes coming in this season, has 133 yards on 35 rushes, while averaging 3.8 yards per carry. That number might be low, but he has a lot of big runs taken back due to penalty. Dowdle has simply looked hungry whenever he gets the ball, and fans have been clamoring for more. Despite the burst he's shown, McCarthy often pulls him after just one carry. This Sunday, that finally changed. The former undrafted free agent from South Carolina had a career-high 12 carries against New York and responded with a career-high 79 yards. Despite having three fewer attempts than Pollard in this one, he finished with 24 more yards. He also scored his first rushing touchdown of his career. He did have a receiving touchdown earlier in the year. Hopefully this will open the door for Dowell to get the ball more going forward. Pollard remains a dangerous runner, but he's someone who would benefit from another back helping to wear down the opposing defense. And Dowell continues to prove he can be that guy. And now onto our next topic, we're going to take a look at the Cowboys should sign a newly released Patriot to cover their weakest spot on defense. Fans can't have any problems with the Dallas Cowboys defense after Sunday's 49-17 beatdown of the Giants. The pass rush produced five sacks and seven quarterback hits, and the Giants managed just 10 points on the scoreboard before they scored a touchdown with six six seconds left in the game. Of course, you can only take so much stock from a performance against an undrafted rookie quarterback who made his first career NFL start. In terms of the bigger picture, the Cowboys defense has some areas of concern. Cornerback is one position fans have pointed to in that regard. While De'Ron Bland and Stefan Gilmore have held down the forward following Trayvon Diggs' season ending injury, veteran Jordan Lewis has been a liability in this lot all year. With Lewis coming off another so outing against the Giants, the Cowboys should look into signing second year pro Jack Jones, who the Patriots waived on Monday in a shocking shakeup leading into the bye week fourth-round pick of the Patriots in 2022 hasn't piggybacked off a strong rookie season like New England had hoped. Jones actually made PFF's midseason all-pro team last year. In 13 games, he allowed just a 50% completion rate on 40 targets and a 63.1 passer rating when targeted. He only conceded one touchdown and posted two interceptions and six passes defended impressive numbers for a rookie corner. Jones has taken a step back in year two, but that can be attributed to an inconsistent role on in Bill Belichick's defense. He hardly saw the field in the last two games and checked out mentally as a result. Per ESPN, Jones was spotted sitting on the bench with a towel draped over his head while other reserve players stood on the sideline in the event they were unexpectedly thrust into action. It's clear Jones would benefit from a change of scenery. What better place than Dallas, where he'd seemingly be given a chance to compete for the starting nickel position. The Cowboys clearly don't trust rookie Eric Scott Jr. and fellow backups Nishan Wright and Noah only play on the outside. Lewis has played the lion's share of the snaps in the slot this season, and he's allowed 14 yards per reception and a 134 passer rating per PFF. Nearly everyone on the Cowboys defense is having a solid season with the exception of Lewis. The front office would be smart to add more complete competition in the slot. Jones will step in and start right away, but he gave Dallas more experience among its depth options in the nickel, which is currently the weakest point of the defense, thanks to Marquise Bell becoming a stud at linebacker. Let us know your thoughts on this potential signing. Should the uh, Cowboys do it, or should we pass? But now, on to our next topic... There's a new angle out that shows Dak Prescott making the throw of the year with Dexter Lawrence all up in his face. Is there a quarterback in the NFL playing better than Dak Prescott right now? you would be hard-pressed to name just one gunslinger that fits the criteria. The Dallas Cowboys starter has been on a heater for over a month, and it continued against the New York Giants on Sunday. For the game, Prescott completed 26 at 35 passes for 404 yards and 4 touchdowns to 1 interception. He posted 97.2 QBR and 138.3 passer rating and added a fifth touchdown with his legs late in the second quarter. While the Cowboys were playing against arguably the worst team in the league, that takes nothing away from Dak Prescott's performance. He sprinkled dimes all over the Giants secondary and continued extending plays with his legs, with so many mouth-watering throws to keep track of. One particular toss got lost in the shuffle when Prescott fired a strike to Brandon Cooks over 30 yards downfield. Prescott stepped into the throw, knowing Dexter Lawrence was breathing down his neck. Dak took a monster hit from the Giants' defender, and yet the throw was inch-perfect. Call us a prisoner of the moment all you want, but this might be the best throw of Prescott's career, given the sheer difficulty. He's undoubtedly made big-time throws against better opponents in high-leverage situations, including the playoffs. But given them pressure, which he couldn't brace himself for, and ball placement, this is right up there with some of Prescott's best-ever throws. It defies logic in every way. Simply put, if Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, even Joe Burrow made this throw, the NFL Twitter would have lost its collective minds. Yet you know it's true. Prescott has made multiple high-level throws this season. His scramble and throw on the run to CeeDee Lamb while drifting towards the sideline against the Eagles last week and missile of a touchdown to Jake Ferguson against the Rams in Week 8 both spring to mind. But he wasn't swallowed by a 340-pound defensive lineman on either one. If the NFL has an award for throw of the year, this would be fully deserving of being a finalist. No doubt about it. And now on to our discussion of MVP. Dak Prescott's MVP odds are shockingly low despite his season-long success. The Dallas Cowboys suffered a couple of tough losses early in the season, but now they're rolling and look like legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Not only that, but Dak Prescott has been having one of the best seasons of his career. Despite the numbers he's posting, his name hasn't come up in MVP conversation, Odds makers aren't believers either, as he's still well down the list of betting favorites to win the award. At the top, you got Mahomes, Tua, Hurts, Jackson, Allen, Burrow, Lawrence, and then you get to Dak Prescott at plus 2555. And even in, in that mix, you got Brock Purdy, Justin Herbert, Wilson. The latest MVP odds have Dak Prescott listed at plus 3,000 to win the award. There's seven quarterbacks listed above Prescott, including rookie, rookie quarterback for the Texans, C.J. Stroud. At plus 3,000 odds, a $100 bet would win you a profit of 3,000 if he's able to achieve the feat. These odds are extremely disrespectful when you take a look at some of his metrics this season. He ranks third in the NFL in quarterback rating at 105.1, behind only Brock Purdy and Tua. He's also third in QBR behind Purdy and Josh Allen. He's second in completion percentage at 70.7%, fourth in yards per pass attempt, 8.1, fourth in net yards per pass attempt, 7.24, tied for fourth in passing touchdowns at 17, eighth in passing yards per game, 269.2. As you can see, he's in the top five in almost every single quarterback statistic, but seventh on the list of players to win win NFL MVP. The good news is we can take advantage of this respect and bet on him to be named MVP at extremely valuable odds. If you want to take a uh, place this bet, head on over to FanDuel. Let us know your thoughts on this topic in the comment section below. As always, who is your guess for MVP of the year? Let us know. And of course, if you want to support the channel, you can go ahead and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TheBigD. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. Give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Subscribe to the channel. And as always, thank you so much. This has been The Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lees. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search The Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.